Mr. Mythos Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Goth and Nerd Music Podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Andrews. And I am your other host, Nick Casino. And how are you today, Nick? You remembered. I remembered. <laughs> I'm getting used to this now. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we had a little COVID scare last night, but uh, we all in the house, um, other than the person who's been staying with us recently, who has COVID, everyone else in the house uh, tested negative. So we're all very happy. I, I After we all tested negative, I was, uh, I was like, I kind of figured we didn't have COVID because Juliana would let us all know. Like... <laughs> Like there's there's no if if COVID is in the house, Julian is going to get it, and Julian is going to let us know. So, but other than that, just you know, same old, same old. How about you, Chelsea? About the same, yeah. Just I'm just here, excited <laughs> for excited for this uh this special episode that we have, where since we are recording on a Friday, mm-hmm. and neither of us have to work tomorrow. Correct. We are drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the safest album we're probably going to talk about this season which for is, Chelsea to drink. Which is why we picked today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, I don't I don't I don't think that we're going to get like, you know, hammered on mic or anything like that, but it I is. poured a very heavy drink and didn't realize it. It is mo- <laughs> it is way more gin than I thought it was going to be, so. And oh, it is gin and juice. Oh, it is gin and juice, yes. Technically. Technically, yes. Yeah, it, yeah I'm having gin and um, lemonade, specifically aviation gin, because it's my favorite gin. Yes, Ryan Reynolds, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> I give, we love you, Ryan Reynolds. We love you, Ryan Reynolds. I, I even said this before, I, I give that man so much of my money, because I also use Mint Mobile. So, like, <laughs> man, man has me in his pocket. <laughs> it's because he's so darn cute. It's true. And how about you, Chelsea? What are you drinking? I am drinking red wine, um, of which the name I can never remember. Manischewitz. Thank you. The yeah. Jew- Jewish wine. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the wine that they always have for Shabbat, and I'm just like was just like mm, this is so tasty. It's a dessert wine, so it's like it is it is made so like because um, some Jewish families will let their kids partake in Shabbat because you only need to have like three ounces for it to be considered a mitzvah so it's very very sweet and it's very very potable and it goes down very very easy though though we do have friends who are like this stuff is gross and I was just like this is the best it's gonna get (laughs) (laughs) this is as easy as it's going to be to go down so I mean I can I can kind of see that a lot of people that I know that like red wine prefer the dry red wines and I don't like dry wine, no, like at all. It's such a weird like mouthfeel mm-hmm. because it, you know, it's liquid, so it's wet, but it still feels dry. <laughs> <laughs> just the authority that you said "wet with" it was just like perfect. <laughs> yeah, I grew up Italian, and Italians love dry wine, and I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> like, and I, I never got a taste for it, I, and I was just like, there's white wine, there's there's sweet red wines, I'm I'm fine. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like dry white wine either. I mean, I, I will, t- I will drink dry white wine more than dry reds. But I'm also not that much of a wine drinker. I know how very ungoth of me. 
It's true. You don't drink ga- you don't drink wine. You drink don't drink absinthe. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But I do drink bourbon, so there's my my uh, metalhead card right yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. That's true. <laughs> I mean, at your party, I drank a lot of bourbon. That was the most bourbon I've drank in a very long time. It was good bourbon. Bullet goes down very easy. It does. Bullet goes down very very easy. And that Angel's Envy was also. I didn't mix that with anything because that seemed wrong. But I did try it. I'm like, holy fuck, that's good. It's yeah, the Angel's Envy. I. That's like a treat. <laughs> That's like a, like, I actually, the person that in, like introduced me to that told me that it was like a hundred dollars a bottle, like around here. And like, he did buy one. I was like with him when he bought it and it was a hundred dollars. So like when we went to Cincinnati for the second leg of the Trinity of Terror tour, um, we stopped in, we stayed in Kentucky cause it's right across the river from, Cincinnati and so we bought bourbon in Kentucky knowing that it was going to be cheaper and like I like walked past the the Angel's Envy and saw that it was $46 and I was just like fuck yeah <laughs> get this $100 bottle of bourbon for $46 and then I was at the liquor store the other day and I saw that they had it on the the regular shelf and not in the case and it was like 50 bucks and I was like oh it just went down. Yeah, maybe. I, I think maybe just like certain bottles of it are expensive. Oh, uh, like, okay. Like kind of like, yeah. But it's still delicious. And it's actually not that much more expensive than Bullet. So I'm like. It, it, it is my favorite whiskey. Well, the, yeah, I guess it was whiskey, not bourbon. It was called Cold Cock. And you can't get it in Pennsylvania right now. Um, it has like this matte black bottle and it has like a fist coming at you. Um, I got it as a groomsman gift and, um, it's like an herbal whiskey. So it tastes just like Jameson, but because the herbs in it, it doesn't have that incredibly woody finish. Mm. So like, I, I like it a lot, but I haven't been able to find it for over. Like I went to the wine and spirits. If you're not from Pennsylvania, (laughs) <laughs> the government has one, has alcohol on a monopoly in this, at liquor uh, as a mostly in a monopoly. So you have to go to the wine and spirits store in Pennsylvania. Uh, and they are very helpful there. But uh, he, he searched for it. He's like, yeah, no one in Pennsylvania has this. No one was buying it, so it's not going to come back for a while. I was like, awesome. That sucks. Yeah. I was actually kind of wondering, because like, there have been um, several bands that I've liked that would were like sponsored or something in some some vein of cold cock whiskey um like wearing t-shirts and merch Mm -hmm. and stuff and you know posing at their events or whatever and i was just like oh i would you know i would try that because you know it's hilarious cold cock whiskey yeah so um, and it works I, on two levels yeah it does <laughs> but and i was like looked for it in the store and i couldn't find it but that that makes sense i mean to be fair when i got it as a groomsman gift it was like 2013 or so and i didn't open it for like two three years so that was on me you you missed your window i did miss my window but i i mean i did i i i, I savored it it went it, i mean okay since we became Jewish, we drink more, but which is funny because like in some parts of like Jewish communities that like there's a saying, which I'm not even going to try to say it in Yiddish or Hebrew because no, um, that it's just saying that Jews don't get drunk. Like that is just a thing. And I'm just like, that is not my experience at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of, one of like the things that we're like, if we're telling our friends about Judaism, we're like, alcohol is a big part of it. <laughs> yeah. Like every Purim, 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 Purim. I, I, I will get that pronunciation right someday. 
Purim. But yeah, that's what you say on Purim too. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just get drunk for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Get shit faced for God. Yeah, yeah. That's right up my alley. It doesn't help either that if you ever see Purim spelled, it does not look the way the transliteration does not look the way that it's pronounced because it's spelled P U P U R I U M. That that always fucked with me at least. I th- I actually think that might have helped me. Oh well, there you go. It's the um. That's true. And the poor. There's a lot of poor. poor. <laughs> it's just another Jewish holiday where we celebrate the fact that we were not genocided. That's that is what it is. Aren't those all the Jewish holidays? Not all of them. The majority of them, yes, <laughs> but not all of them. Okay. Well, I mean, Passover is more about like slavery and being out of slavery, and then, but then Purim is very much yeah. Yeah, we had we had a rabbi in Juliana's class. Uh, whenever I took the class with her, who uh, hated all of like the fun holidays, like she hated Purim, because she was just like, it's just another, you know, it's just another reminder that we were we someone tried to kill us. I'm like, yeah, isn't that the reason to drink? <laughs> like, ha ha, we're still here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I brought that up because like our friend Steve. Um, Whenever I told him I was converting to Judaism, he was like, congratulations, welcome to the losing side. Because he's Jewish. I, I should have mentioned that part. Yes, he is Jewish. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he, he said, he's like, welcome to the losing side. And I'm just like, well, you know, they tried to kill us for like, you know, 5,000 years at this point, and they still haven't. So there's something. They came close recently, but, you know, recently as in historically, not not like recently as in like two years ago. Yeah, like in the, in the, in the, uh, the vein of like timelines in the all of history mm-hmm. 50 years is pretty recent yeah or yeah. 60 80 80 almost 80 years at this point i think it's always it's gonna be 2000 in my head forever that, i mean that's fair i still have not reconciled <laughs> with the fact that in the 90s or 30 years ago me neither i was born in the 90s and i'm now 30 <laughs> <laughs> but 30 years ago is still the 70s yeah the thing that's also is 20 years is considered vintage yeah so uh, yeah 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 (laughs) yeah uh, well i mean like like courtney has been like on a quest to find like caboodles oh i remember those yeah and they're like ridiculously expensive yeah i've seen them for some reason yeah i've seen them at like joann's and michael's and shit but she wanted like oh like og like like, of of A vintage caboodle. Oh, God. <laughs> You're not wrong in saying that. I know. Does that mean I'm vintage? Yes. Yes. We're both vintage, yes. I'll take it. <laughs> Everyone we know, for the most part, is at least vintage. I'll take it. <laughs> so, so on that note, Nick, what album are we listening to while we have some tasty beverages uh uh this week we are listening to the least deep album that we're going to be listening to all season uh which is god (laughs) i'll make it up to you with my next pick don't you worry uh we are listening to the band creature features debut album the greatest show unearthed uh there is no better way to describe this band other than halloween which i'm stoked about they are, there's like, seriously, I was talking to a friend and they never heard a creature feature and they're like, how would you describe them? I'm just like, Halloween. Like, I just texted back, Halloween. And then I just followed up with, there's literally no better way to describe them than Halloween. You can say goth rock, because uh, they are, like, it is very, there's, there's nothing really heavy about this. This is just fun, like, ridiculous music that you play during Halloween. Or if you're like 
everyone that we know, including us, all year round. So... <clears throat> The amazing thing is, I have bo- I have introduced Creature Feature to both Courtney and you now, and that seems like a misstep on both of you. It probably was. <laughs> it, it, it is. I mean, I've heard of Creature Feature before. I don't know why I never actually listened to them, because it sounds like, even the name sounds like something that, you know, I would have, you know, listened to already. But I don't know. Just must have been a, a blind spot. So this album came out in 2007. There are two releases of it. There is the release that happened whenever they signed to Sumerian Records, and then there's the release that they did after, uh, before they signed to a record label and they were just doing everything off of MySpace. We are listening to the MySpace cut, if you will. Uh, the, I, I said in a previous uh, last week that um, these guys found me. On uh, on MySpace because of the aesthetic of my uh, I'm I, you know I'm not as goth as Chelsea but I am still fairly goth uh, <laughs> and uh, they 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 saw my aesthetic on my MySpace and were like hey we think we'll like you you would like us and I was like usually whenever a band does that you're like no but I I gave them a chance and I'm like holy shit they're right I do like <laughs> so uh, yeah they came out in 2007 um, the Album art that you see on our social media is, again, the MySpace cut version of it. There is another one, which is what's up on Genius right now. Um, the difference between um, there. So like there's I've seen three different issues of this. There's the MySpace one, which, is, like I said, is the one we're listening to. There is the Sumerian Records one. And then there's another one. So the Sumerian Records one, the track listing goes greatest show on Earth, buried alive, aim for the head. We're going to be going Greatest Show on Earth, Aim for the Head, Buried Alive. I'm pretty sure they've moved up Buried Alive because Buried Alive was like the closest thing they had to like a big single. Um, And then there's also a version of this album that doesn't have Aim for the Head on it. So I don't know. But yeah, all of the songs are about something spooky one way or another. Uh, as you can tell by the name of the uh, the uh, the first uh, the first song, uh, just to give you preview, I won't I don't usually do this, but this really really sums everything up. So first track is Greatest Show on Earth, Aim for the Head, Buried Alive, Bound and Gagged, A Gory Demise, uh, spelled like the artist Gory because it is actually taken from his his stuff. Uh, Look to the sky, six foot deep, uh, the meek shall inherit the earth, a corpse in my bed, and such horrible things. I'm noticing a trend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, this album is like ridiculously fun. Um, this is a band that I get to introduce to a lot of people because like they're so on the down low that like most people don't know. I've met two people in my life that you would think that they would like Creature Feature and they have known Creature Feature and everyone else I've introduced Creature Feature to. So, and I get to introduce Creature Feature to you. So, uh, it's very exciting. And there, but there's a lot of fun references and all their stuff. So, I'm looking forward to this. I've been looking. You actually did give me. Um, it was it was off mic. Like I think the first episode mm-hmm. that we recorded, you played like a little bit of one of their songs, and I was like, "This is great." Yeah, Buried Alive. That's like they're like if you know them, you know them probably from Buried Alive. Oh, not Buried. Yes, Buried Alive. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So the gin's kicking in, everybody. Um, so uh, you ready to start then? Yes. Okay. Let's so do it. As always, we are using this uh, for critical analysis, and therefore uh, it falls under fair use, though this is the one band um, 
with the exception of the holiday episode. This is the one band that I don't think we have any risk at all because they let me use their shit in my my student films. So they're pretty chill dudes. So uh, let's get started. So the first song we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to have is uh, the title track, which is Greatest Show Unearthed. This is only two guys, by the way. Yeah, Car- Curtis RX, and I can't remember what Zach, Zach something. I can't remember his screen, uh, his uh, stage name. Curtis RX is such a MySpace era name. Uh huh. Fun fact: mine was Chelsea Cyanide. I can't remember what mine was. I changed it, and I, I had it for. It's very nightmareful for Christmas. Uh huh. Heavily influenced by Danny Elfman. Heavily influenced by Danny Elfman. I can't tell that at all. (laughs) This is so fun. Mm -hmm. You can't not smile while listening to Creature Feature. You can't. I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) They have recently, their most recent album is The Greatest Show on Earth Returns. Um... I have only listened to it through it once because I didn't know it actually came out, um, so I can't really speak to it that much. But I do their next album I really like, which is uh, called Dark and Stormy Night. So we're like not even halfway through the first, well, maybe a little bit more than halfway through the first song, and I already want them to tour with Avatar. <laughs> they would tour well with Avatar. Yeah, I want that to happen. They, um, <laughs> uh, well, um, well, we record these out of order, but next episode we talk about Opeth and, oh uh, no, Otep. And uh, they toured with Otep and had to drop off because the fans were so shitty to them. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, they had yeah they had like shit thrown out. It was getting violent. Like they had to drop off. Yeah, they were the they they were the opener for Otep, and like they were not having it at all whatsoever. That's really sad. Yeah, I know. I saw them open for like I said Blasto with Birthday Mass and Schoolyard Heroes, which I don't think they have continued to make music. Um, I should say Birthday Massacre for those of you not in the know. Uh, that's actually the first time I heard Birthday Massacre, and I became a fan. I love uh, the Birthday Massacre. Mm-hmm. At one point in that night, someone screamed, you suck, to Birthday Massacre, and Chibi just said, I love you too. <laughs> I know, she's so great. <clears throat> Birthday Massacre actually might be one of my albums in the future. The only question is which one. I know, there's so many to choose from. Yeah. They hit it perfectly. Like, I, I I, don't know why there's not, like, billions of clones of this band. I don't know why either. This, this, is, this is delightful. Mm-hmm. 
creature feature avatar and then motionless and white on tour together. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a European tour, so I think Avatar would end up uh, headlining. Yeah. Probably. That wouldn't that wouldn't fly in America. No, I don't think Avatar would tour with Motionless and White anyway. They're not a big fan of metalcore. Uh, okay. So they're, they're not big fans of metalcore. So from what I've seen, thoughts. I love it. <laughs> I, love, I love I love the spooky circus vibe. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I didn't even think about the circus vibe. Yeah. For that first song. Yeah. That I mean, that's what made me be like, oh my god, they should tour with Avatar. This is like the other than uh, this and Greatest Show because they the 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 title of their latest album is Greatest Show on Earth. There's also another song called Greatest Show on Earth Returns. So the, there's another there is another circusy song, but that that is not their uh, regular mo. No. So there, it, it's also incredibly nerdy. This is this band is kind of the synthesis of our band of our of our, of our podcast. Yeah, it really is. The goth and nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're incredibly gothy and they're incredibly nerdy. Um, and uh, like I said, you can't help but smile. And we haven't even, like, Buried Alive is my favorite song. I love that song so goddamn much. And I also have some other story. I have, like, at least one or two other stories in regards to their music because I use their music a lot in college or so. So the next song we have is, uh, though I am not a huge fan because uh, I went to film school in um, Pittsburgh, so I'm not a huge fan of zombie movies <laughs> because I've seen a lot of bad ones. Uh, <clears throat> this song is called Aim for the Head, which, again, not bearing the lead. And like this is one of the songs that you might have trouble finding. I think there's something with the rights for this song that like, it's not always on streaming. So if you, if you find a version without aim for the head, that is not unusual. I was listening to this on my way home and I had Surrey bring it up for me and I finished greatest show on earth and then it skipped to buried alive. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So now I add then, but I have it. I have it from my iTunes on here. So, That's a little circusy. I really like this guy's voice. Mm-hmm. He also has a solo project, which is just Curtis RX. But yeah, he's he's he has a very distinct voice. Yeah. And like, even though like this this music is like a little cheesy, like he still has like a good singing voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met them whenever they opened for Birthday Massacre, and they're from LA, and it was their first tour, and they came to Pittsburgh in January. Oh. He was, Curtis RX told us, he's like, I bought some Chucks for this tour, and I went to go put them on, and they were frozen solid. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh-huh. And because they're a small band, they were just in a van. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
I don't know what movie this is from. Originally, I thought it was um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, but I'm pretty sure it is not. I'm not very, um, not very familiar with zombie movies because I also was just for the longest time was just like. <sighs> mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite zombie movie is Shaun of the Dead. And, <laughs> I love Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, it's my favorite. And, like uh, for a long time, I um, I was always like uh, Shaun of the Dead is the apex of zombie movies. We can stop now. I, that's that's very fair. I, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I find that like once we got to the zombie movies where like the zombies were like because of a virus and not just like the living dead was when I started to enjoy them more. Because mm-hmm. like as monsters, like a slow moving dead body that isn't like is just eh, brains. Like that's not very scary. <laughs> to I mean, me, anyway. I mean, I'm sure if I saw one in real life, I'd be like, ha ha! But... <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I, I mean, there's like three different kinds of zombies that we've seen in media. There's the... Because zombie, in quotation marks, like, Night of the Living Dead, they're not zombies, they're zombies, they're ghouls. Uh, and then there's bio-zombies, which is the more recent one that we all are familiar with, which is a virus. And then there's traditional, actual Haitian zombies. Because there's actually zombie powder. And it can actually, like, put people under, um, like, suggestion. Like, there are people in uh, Haiti that that still happens to. Like, someone will create zombie powder, and there's some sort of hallucinogenic... Hallucinogenic? You know. Uh, And it... Hallucinogen. There we go. And it that uh, makes you really, really uh, susceptible to suggestion, and you pretty much are just someone's slave. So it is a legit thing. Uh, they've studied it and like, yeah, they've gone into it, but yeah, zombie powder still exists and traditional Haitian zombies are, I, I watched a thing where there was a guy recently who, he got someone, he pissed someone off and they blew some zombie powder in his face and he was kind of their slave for a while. Yeah, that, that, that's terrifying. I know, I know a lot about that too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh God, it's good. Good thing I'm a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I, 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 I'm, just because you're a nice person doesn't mean you're not going to get zombie pl- powder. I thought you were going to be face. like, I'm kidding. I'm not a nice person. I'm like, bullshit. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you say that about my friend. <laughs> Thank you. No, I am. If I am anything, I am nice. Sometimes too nice. Fair. I know that feeling. <laughs> it's hard to find the line. It is. So the next song we have is Buried Alive, which is my favorite song on this album. Um, there, This song is literally all Poe references. <laughs> Nothing in here is not an Edgar Allan Poe reference. And before I was really into H.P. Lovecraft, I was into Edgar Allan Poe. All through college, I was really into Edgar Allan Poe. Um, stereotype. Uh- <laughs> it's okay. I, uh, I was also really into Edgar Allan Poe. I did a, um, a project on him my senior year, and my senior year, my senior year English teacher was fucking amazing like he was so cool uh, he actually quit teaching to be a musician <laughs> um so he he like we had to do like a project on a writer and we had to find something in regular media that that author was referenced in or mm-hmm. had a part of so i did edgar Allan poe and i went up to my teacher and i was like so you're cool. I'm cool. <laughs> can I, for my reference in the media, can I do that 
scene in The Crow where <laughs> Eric Draven is quoting the raven right before he blows up the pawn shop. <laughs> and my teacher is just like, yeah, sure. You just got to make sure that you stop it before he does that. And I was just like. <laughs> so, yes. I'm excited for the song because I also love Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like there's an end part of this. The the I wouldn't say the outro, but the like the last part of it is literally just a whole line of just like one Poe reference into another. I can't do it off the top of my head, but if I hear the first bit, okay, I'm doing it in my head. I can do it off by heart. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- this is this is the song that they made a video for. This is the song that like was like the big thing. Like whenever I saw them the second time, they were just taking requests for their set list. And someone was like Buried Alive. He's like, "We got to wait to the end. We you know we're going to play Buried Alive." Yeah, literally every line in this is a Poe reference, which is impressive as fuck. Just wait till you get to the chorus. Also, the way that they use the synths and the guitar together work very perfectly. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. At one time, I could have probably gone through this and told you every single story this is, but I cannot do that anymore. (laughs) This is the House of Fall, the House of Usher, I can tell you that much. Yeah, there's some that I can can pick out, but not, not all of them. But the vast majority of them, I can be like, yeah, I got that. Yeah, the Crimson, the first verse was like Crimson Death, I can't remember. I can't remember the proper turn of it. Proper title of it. Crimson Death is the important part. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's the Mask of the Crimson Death. I think you're right. Okay, this part is the nothing but a string of Poe references. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I can do that off the top of my head. (laughs) I've listened to this song a lot.
I haven't listened to this in headphones in a while, and I just realized they have heavy breathing in the headphones. <laughs> I forgot that they did that. The opening of it is also, uh, there's a heartbeat, which I actually have used. I've sampled that and used it in, like, as a sound effect and stuff. So, because you can't tell. Tell me that it was a heartbeat from a mo- song. You can't tell me that. But, yeah. So, that song is amazing. <laughs> it is. I love that. I loved it so much. So, um, I wanted to go through the end, uh, the third verse, uh, which is the just the string of Poe references, just because, like, I don't know if everyone got them, and uh, we should do that. So, uh, it goes, uh, well, I'm the one who's used up, washed up, bricked up. So, bricked up is Cascama Montiliato, which I am very familiar with because I wrote a web series where the first episode is based off of Montiliato. Um, actually, the entire series series is based off of uh, Poe. It was called Nevermore the Series. Go to my blog. I talk about how that mo- that thing failed. <laughs> uh, that is a, that is a whole different podcast if you if you want me to go into that. Uh, but yeah, um, so Descent into Maelstrom, Bedlam, Red Rum, uh, Bet the Devil My Head, Misled, Bloodshed, Heart Under the Floorboard, Beats for La Nor, Nevermore. Um, you can tell by the speed that I did that I know very well. So yeah, Heart uh, Under the Floorboard is uh, Tell 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 Heart, um, and Lenore is the poem Lenore, which is okay. I'm not Lenore is not one of my favorite poems by him. Really, that is actually my favorite. <laughs> I could kind of. I'm not surprised, but yeah, I okay. Basic bitch, the Raven. So <sighs> that's second. That one, the Raven is second. Not like. It's so good. Like, I don't even care if it makes you, like, you know, basic. Like, if you know Poe, you know the Raven. It's because it's great. As I wondered, weak and weary, like, come on, upon midnight dreary. Like, the opening of that poem alone is just, yeah. I I mean, behind me right now, I have four different volumes of Poe's work. Like, different, like, from different eras. I have, like, there's one that is from... Like, this one is from, like, the 30s. I think this one's from the turn of the century. And this one, I think, is from the 50s. So, yeah, I really like Poe. Uh, it has been subservient. Uh, um, I, 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 um, I, uh, until I, uh, I discovered H.P. Lovecraft, and now they're kind of on, uh, on par, which is appropriate because H.P. Lovecraft was influenced by Poe. It's very fucking obvious. Like, if you ever read the, uh, the short story, The Outsider, very, very obviously a Poe story. <laughs> I feel like that's just, like, the natural progression of things like you start off as a baby goth and you like Edgar Allan Poe and then you graduate into an elder goth and you like H.P. Lovecraft yeah (laughs) and then you can even go further because like my I I am okay I'm basic when it comes to literature and I will admit to this because my three favorite authors are Edgar Allan Poe H.P. Lovecraft and Neil Gaiman all of which have been other than Poe all are influenced by each other because uh, Lovecraft is influenced by Poe, and Gaiman is influenced by Lovecraft and Poe. So. Are you sure you're not <laughs> the goth of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I've always been the nerd goth, the one that like doesn't. I mean, I do my 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 nails are painted, but uh, which I was very surprised and never gotten any shit with my new job about it. No one's even made a comment about it. That's good. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's the extent of my gothness is I, I paint my nails black just because I like it aesthetically. And also it keeps me from biting my nails, um, which was a l- big problem for me for a long time. But yeah. It also helps you to not see the dirt under your nails. Oh my God. How do people do that? Because I spent the entire, <laughs> most of my life I bit my nails. So like they were always down to like, you know, the white part. I don't know what the fuck that's called, but like you would the never cuticle see. cuticle. Oh, or, that's a cuticle? No, no, that's the cuticle. The, the, the top white part. Whatever, I don't know. Yeah, whatever that's called. The top white part, I would always bite it down to there because I just didn't, didn't want it. And then when I was looking for work, I wasn't painting my nails because I didn't want questions about that while I was on interviews or anything. And I was able to keep from biting my nails whenever they weren't painted. But, like, I was just sitting there one night. I'm like, how do you fucking normies do this shit? Like, it's driving me up a goddamn wall. And, like, it's especially because, like, my father's a mechanic. So, like, I grew up, like, I don't think I've ever seen his hand, his fingernails white. Like, in the, in the 36 years that I've known him, I don't think I've ever seen his fingernails white. And I don't know how the fuck he does that. <laughs> drives me up a goddamn wall. Yeah, I, I like... Like, I my nails, I, I don't paint my nails because I do such a horrible job. And then, they like, it chips within a couple days and it drives me insane. So, if I'm not getting my nails done, um, they're, they're blank. But when I go camping, my nails are always painted because, you know, you're camping. And, like, it, even though I keep my nails blank, I still, like, clean under them really regularly yep so like when i'm camping and i'm out in the woods and in the dirt and like moving shit around and whatnot i have to have my nails painted or else i'm just gonna be like i need to get find like a thumbtack or a safety pin to clean under my nails and then just get them dirty again so i'll paint my nails before i go camping just to avoid that (laughs) fair i i totally empathize with that okay i just want to make sure things got all fucked up somehow i don't know how uh Okay, it only got fucked up on the uh, in the order uh, that we were the lyrics and everything, and they made it sound like I made it sound very dramatic, and it's not really that way. So, what are your thoughts on Buried Alive? I really liked it. I liked it a lot. All the all the Poe references were really really clever, especially that that one line. What is it? Um, buried under the floorboards. Uh, hard under the floorboard. Hard under the floorboard. Beats for Lenore Nevermore. Yeah, that one. I mm-hmm. was like, those are probably actually like my top three uh, Poe po works. I really love the Telltale Heart. The and- only, I, I haven't gone into it. Wait, did I interrupt you? I'm sorry. No. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Sometimes I listen back and I'm like, I'm being the cishet male and I'm cutting Chelsea off. So I want to make sure I don't do that. Um the only thing I haven't seen is I don't know if there's a Pit and a Pendulum um, reference in this, but it's been a very long time since I've read Pit and the Pendulum. I just remember my mother being very upset that we were reading Pit and the Pendulum in school. So, because it's, it's violent. Oh, it's not violent. It's very tense, you know, about a man just like laying there and waiting for a pendulum to slowly eviscerate him. So, but my mother's lame. So, you know. <laughs> I remember there was, um, there was like one of those crime TV shows. I don't remember which one because my grandma watched literally all of them. But there was an episode where they were doing, um, an episode where they were following a serial killer that did, um, all of his kills based on Edgar Allan Poe works. And that was one of them. The you sure pit- that was a TV show? Because that's the premise of The Raven. 
the movie The Raven. Maybe that was the okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, with John Cusack in <laughs> yes. it? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no, so I just... <laughs> I've been drinking wine. <laughs> so <laughs> there's yeah, there's uh like it's very interesting because there's um this thing because Poe died under weird circumstances and there's a theory going around. So back in the time whenever Poe was around, um people used to do so if you thought voter fraud is a thing now, you have no fucking idea. So during election day, there's a thing that they used to do where it was kind of like Shanghaiing people, which Shanghaiing is like, you know, they, they get you drunk, and then they kidnap you, and they take you to Shanghai. That's why it's called Shanghaiing them. But they did the kind of the equivalent during voting day where they would get you drunk and then make you vote multiple times for a certain candidate. And that was a very common practice at the time whenever Poe was around, and Poe was an alcoholic. So they think that's the reason why he died is, like, he got caught up in one of those, and he they fed him so much alcohol he died of alcohol poisoning. He died very tragically, M- with the exception of Neil Gaiman. Most of my favorite authors didn't die great. Like H.P. Lovecraft died because uh, he was afraid of doctors and he had stomach cancer, so he died at forty-six. Granny, he was a racist piece of shit, but uh, I, I, I realize I haven't said he's a, a racist piece of shit. And if you, if you're a good person, you m- mention H.P. Lovecraft. You have to mention that he was a racist piece of shit. So and an anti-Semite, right? Yeah, it was strangely yeah. anti-Semitic because uh, the only woman he ever had sex with and married was Jewish. Yeah, everyone has their their the the exception to the rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Poe is very interesting. The Raven is an interesting movie. It has the it has the um um the makings of like a really clever idea. I feel like that was one of those movies that like the script, the first draft was, or the first draft that was like submitted was like really good, and then it just got amended to shit. Like, oh, well, you might you find might find this interesting because this movie came out about the time whenever you were baby goth. Do you remember The Coven? Vaguely. My one teacher, uh, Jeff Monahan, shout out, shout out uh, he told me he knew the producer on that movie. And he said uh, the first draft was horrible and every subsequent draft just kept getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was like there was no saving it. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I might have saw that when I was younger, but it didn't really... It feels like a baby goth movie. Yeah, it does sound like... I watched a lot of those, like, um, probably that. Uh, my, uh, I had a friend in high school who was, like, my, my goth partner in crime. And, like, we spent, like, every waking moment together, basically. But her mom would always look at, like, thrift stores and secondhand shops and anything like garage sales and she would buy literally any weird sounding movie on vhs for us to watch and they had like this massive collection of just like strange and unusual like videos that we would just watch like all day long so like in this in the grand scheme of like the several years that we were friends, I watched so many movies just like The Coven because, yeah. And, like, I always appreciated that her mom did that for us because it was, like, a really good bonding experience because she'd just be like, I've never heard of this movie, but the back sounded cool, so I bought it for you girls to watch. And, like, she'd make us dinner and, like, we'd sit down and watch the movie, like, whatever movie. And then, yeah. Another big one was Ginger Snaps. I remember that. I watched that in a class, actually. So the next song we have is uh, Sounds Sexy, It Is Not Sexy, It's Bound and Gagged. 
Um, and I actually have a story about this because uh, this song and my film career is intimately uh, connected. So, but I, I will, we'll go over the song first before we uh, I go down memory lane. So, yeah. yeah, I was definitely thinking when I heard "Bound and Gagged," I was like, "That sounds hot." <laughs> not sexy. It's not sexy. Bound and gag. Well, I mean, okay, depending on what you're into, it could be. <laughs> You know, I actually think I might have heard this song before. Really? Yeah, I think that that sounds familiar. The bridge. Yeah. So the closed section gasoline might be where the part there. There's the line for most people. From being a non-sexy song to a sexy song, or vice versa. I mean, I think gasoline smells really good. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, douse it on myself, but, like... Yeah. And the thing is, it all sounds similar, but it's not the same. Yeah. I think I have heard this song before. It's just been a long time. And I probably didn't know it was Creature Feature. It's just like... That is from the Talking Head, I believe it's called. The Screaming Head. Screaming Head. I've seen that only because they did it on MST3K. That's bound and gagged. As though you've already, apparently already heard it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it, like I, I like I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember like the bridge and like some song, like some parts of it here and there. Kind of like hit like it was probably on someone's MySpace profile. Fair, which is also like that's questioning. <laughs> that's if that's the creature feature song they chose to put on their fucking MySpace. <laughs> I had a lot of weird friends on MySpace. Fair. MySpace was a, 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 a wild... West, yeah. Yeah, a wild west of the internet. I God, I miss it so much. Yeah, we didn't know what we had. I know. Well, they did, they did try to bring it back. Yeah, there's Space Hay. Space Hay. Yeah, which I was like, I, I checked it for like a week or so. I think you have a friend request from me on there. Probably. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I was on it for like a day. 
And then I, I kind of lost it because, like, it was the same as MySpace, but, like, and, like, you could, like, make your profile what you wanted, but I couldn't do that on my phone. Oh. And I don't have a very functioning laptop. So yeah, I'm, like, I, like, was just, like, this is not the same because I had, can't get the aesthetic you want. Yeah, I can't get the aesthetic I want because I didn't, back when I was on MySpace, I, the, our phones didn't have the internet. Yeah. So you had to do it on a computer. <laughs> but uh so this song um this is actually the first song that we've talked about in this entire um so far that uh i wrote a movie based off of this song uh and it was produced uh and you can watch it on my website um so what ended up happening is i was listening to this because like i said in college i listened to this a lot listen to this album a whole lot and um so the beginning of this out uh song says um by the way, uh, uh, by the time you read this letter, your daughter will be in our possession. If you want ever want to see her uh, alive again, you better just uh, do as we have to say, uh, as I have to say. And I listened to that and went, "What if they fucked up?" So the movie's called Mind's Eye, and it's the first time I worked with a professional actor, Chuck Aber from uh, Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, because he's a customer at my dad's garage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> super nice. Uh, really, really nice. Uh, so much so that he waived his fee because we had to use him. We had to do, go through uh, AFTRA, uh, which at the time was a separate um, union. AFTRA is the radio and TV um, uh, union. They have now since then merged with SAG. So it's SAG-AFTRA. So we had to go through AFTRA. And I brought this up to one of my teachers and he was just like, oh, I know Chris Lacey, who runs the after, I don't know if he still does. I have not talked to Chris Lacey in a very long time. Um, um, he runs the after office here in Pittsburgh. Let me get you in contact with him. So we ended up getting Chuck Aber through that. And in the contract that we had with AFTRA, they were also super nice to me because we did this the summer after I graduated. So this was summer of 04. I was already graduated. Chris Lacey was very nice to me and said, you talk to me before you graduated. You're getting a student contract. So... Yeah. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice of him. Uh, and uh, it stipulated that we had to pay Chuck so much and everything like that. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting for the bill. And Chuck never sent the bill. And my dad was like, hey, Art, don't you want to get paid? And he just looked at my dad and he's like, first one's free. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, he is known in uh, Chuck Aber uh, is known in the Pittsburgh community as um, uh, St. Chuck. He, he's he's very well known but like so the the premise of mind's eye is the same thing i actually quote that beginning part it's in the letter because the idea the the premise of it is that chuck gaber plays a senator and um we actually shot in what at the time was the go, uh, governor's representative in pittsburgh i can't remember what the actual title was it's now condos but we were at the very top uh very top floor overlooking pittsburgh it was amazing. Uh, we we were uh, we felt like badasses that entire because like we also got to use the freight elevator because we had all of our equipment and everything. Um, one of the uh, one of the things I, I always thought was funny was like we popped the circuit, um, and Joe, my best friend Joe, was my producer on that, and he went down to the the security guard and he was like, "So not that we did." But if we were to a popped circuit, how would we fix that? And the security guard was like, I'm waiting for this. And like got up and like immediately went and reset the circuit and everything. <laughs> um, but uh, that was the, but yeah, mind's eyes on there. And the premise, like I said, the premise is Chuck Aber plays a senator. He gets a letter from um, 
from uh, a guy saying that uh, I'm, I'm giving away the premise of this movie, but it's it's good. Just watch it. Um, uh, that movie is partially the reason why Tyson and I are friends because uh, he watched that movie and was impressed by it. Um, but uh, the premise is he gets a letter and his brain goes on what's happening to his daughter and then finds out that they are two incompetent fuck ups and they never kidnapped his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bound and gagged is uh, I, I, like I said, I, the, the beginning part, I believe I think the beginning part and it's been a while since I watched it. Um, uh, and this, uh, this is how it's going to go down. When you, uh, make the drop, you better leave by, uh, be by yourself. It could be detrimental to your daughter's health. I think I use that as well. And so, um, that's not the only movie, the only song that I've made a, uh, a movie based off of. Um, if you're familiar with rise against it all, uh, the song approaching curve, I also made a movie based off of that called as we were, um, that was a very different movie, um, <laughs> but uh, that movie w- that movie turned out really well. I'm I'm very proud of that movie. Uh, we shot it on film, uh, which um, if you don't know, film is very fucking expensive. I always said that whenever you hear the of the film uh, of the film camera, I don't hear I hear kaching 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 kaching. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's very exp- with my student discount. 16 millimeter film, which isn't even what like you would see like if you were to see a movie theater that's 35 millimeter. 16 millimeter film for 400 feet, which is roughly, if I remember correctly, it has been very long since I've done this conversion, roughly 12 minutes, if I remember correctly, uh, is $99. Wow. Yeah. $99. So I love film. If I could afford it, I would always shoot on film. Uh, it lo- I, I, though digital looks very, very good now. Yes, welcome to Filmmaker Corner. Um, <laughs> though digital looks very good now, I think that film still looks warmer. Uh, and uh, I will never forget the first time I ever shot film and I got my telecine transfer. Telecine is whenever you transfer it to digital so you don't have to bang your head against the wall and use destructive editing. They made us do it twice, and I think it was just so that we would appreciate the fact that we don't actually have to cut physical film. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Using those flatbed editors and everything. Because like, there's also, like, you have to make a marker w- with a grease marker, and it's you have to remember it's three frames behind where you actually want to cut. It's fucking pain in the ass. That sounds extremely difficult. It's very hard. It's one of those things, like, if you do it enough, you, but like I'm just like, no, I'll just put it on my computer, and I can just, if I fuck up, I can hit Command-Z. How about that? <laughs> but, yeah, so Bound and Gag is very intimately um, uh, com- connected to me, so if you ever want to watch uh, my shit, I'm not just a podcaster. I'm a filmmaker, too. Uh, NickKazina.com. Yeah, and mine's eyes <laughs> on there, so. You've never seen any of my shit, huh? I haven't. Well, I saw that one that I was in. Yeah, yeah, you, the, the 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 skit that's on TikTok. Yeah, that my other shit's better. <laughs> Most of my uh, like that that is good. That's fine. But like the stuff that I shot on film is better because I was just like, I can't fuck up. <laughs> actually, I have a vampire movie that you would probably like, but which is actually another song. I, that, there's a story with that as well with this album. So. I told you I listened to this a lot in, at college, so uh, so the next song we have is uh, not that none of these songs are fun, but this is the most fun we're going to have. A gory demise. A gory demise. <laughs> I had enough gin that I'm loose. Yeah, that wine is kicking in. Also, I I, I know I said like earlier before we started that like I usually don't 
get drunk until like after three drinks. And technically speaking, that was like three or four glasses of wine in that one cup. I know how much you like it, so I was just like, I like at one point I'm like, eh, eh, I just. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I don't. So this is based off of uh, Richard Gorey. Um, if you ever known that um, he does the, you'll you'll hear it, but it's Richard Gorey. It's spelled like his name. Very simple song. The la la la's sound like they're being sung by gremlins. Uh-huh. It's just Kurt and um, Curtis and Zach. They're the only ones who produced this. Also like the uhs at the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> yeah, it like, was really cute, cute and fun. <laughs> like I said, there's there's not like a whole lot to that song. It is pretty self-explanatory. It's not like we're gonna get the deep into it or anything like that. But yeah, like that's just a fun little song. Uh, my one teacher, um, Sean Martin, who actually introduced me to H.P. Lovecraft, and he was on uh, Central Dreamcast on a long, long ago to talk about H.P. Lovecraft because he did his dissertation for uh, his graduate degree on uh, the grotesque in H.P. Lovecraft. So he knows a lot about H.P. Lovecraft, and I took his class where I was introduced to H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, he, I have it behind me. Um, he and his one friend did a version of a gory demise on their own uh which hold on one second i can find it real quick just so i can credit it properly uh creepy little bastards is the name of it <laughs> uh, but yeah they they, they do a, a version of that as well uh and it, it's a fun little uh fun little story i know he's very upset that i always forget the name of it because he's like we tried to make it like catchy so <laughs> i never remember the fucking name of it but yeah sean, sean uh my, my my teacher sean martin uh who is one of the most interesting people i've ever met uh he's told me that uh what was it the one time he he was like yeah one christmas i was just paddling down the amazon 
Like he's that kind of guy. Um, if if you've ever been to the Pittsburgh Renaissance Fair, you probably met him. But he's a he's a very interesting dude, uh, and one of my favorite teachers. Um, he recently got tenure at um, at Point Park, so he doesn't have to worry about a job. But he also founded his own martial arts. <laughs> that's that's really interesting. I, I I took it for a little bit, um, and um, the way the biggest complaint that anyone has ever made about his martial arts is they went down so fast. I didn't get to have any time to do anything fun. <laughs> it's pretty as he said it's it's about pitting the hardest parts of your body against the softest parts of someone else's body so like i i know a couple things like i learned from him you're not supposed to punch with a uh, closed fist unless you're going for like a soft part like you should never punch someone in the face i've done that it hurts um you're supposed to use open palm and shit like that um and also the 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 hand clap if you're familiar with that at all where you you cup your hand and you just keep looking at my hand like something's going to happen. Uh, I was just making so I don't know. <laughs> but you cup your hand and you put it over their ear. Like you hit them over the ear because it creates a little pocket of air and that like hits their equilibrium and they go down like a ton of bricks. And you can also pop, you can also like um, rupture someone's eardrum that way. I think I, d- I did know that. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's kind of where I think that's why I was like looking at your hand because I was trying to think of like, is this the technique that I think that it is? And it was. So the next song we have is uh, Look to the Skies, which is about uh, uh, the pot people, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So, like I said, I recently re-listened to this in preparation. The fly is back. Yeah, I saw him earlier. I saw him earlier today. I'm like, well, I guess I didn't eat him. So, you'll find out next week, everybody. (laughs) We, We recorded these out of order, like I said. They do a very good job of summarizing movies also. They're kind of in the vein of Nice Nine Kills. Uh, what, what did you call them? Oh, Metacore Show Tunes. Yes, that is, that's Ice Nine Kills. Is, uh, is, uh, Metacore Show Tunes. This album, these lyrics are very heavily annotated on Genius, and I feel like someone was just very proud of themselves to make the reference. (laughs) Because it's very obvious, like, I've never seen uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like, all the way through. I've just seen stuff because Zeitgeist and everything. And I'm like, I even knew that this was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I mean, it says it in the, in the, in one of the, then Body Snatch. Yeah. I mean, the first time I ever saw that was the Invasion of the Bunny Snatchers, which was a Looney Tune short, which was a parody of it. <laughs> oh, God. Bunny, invasion of the Bunny Snatchers. I'd like to see that Looney Tunes episode. It might be on HBO Max. Maybe. They've taken a lot of shit down on HBO Max because they're trying to save money, quote-unquote.
they're also very effective. They get their point across very well. Yeah, it's very simple, but it's it's well done. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've always liked about them is their songs are very easy to sing along to. Yeah. I bet they're really fun live. They are. They, yeah. they are a lot of fun live. Like I said, I saw them I saw them open for Birthday Mask, and then I saw them headline uh, the Smiling Moose back whenever Smiling Moose did shows. Because uh, the one woman I know, um, she has a band, and she, she asked on Facebook, I'm like, if anyone, if we open for Creature Feature, would anyone go? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Creature <laughs> Feature's coming to town? What? <laughs> Me, 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 me. Yeah. And like I said, that was the one where they were just like, they didn't have a set list other than the fact that they were like, we're going to play uh, Buried Alive last. <laughs> they were just like, what does everyone want to hear? And I asked for um, How to Serve Man, which is a song that they did for a movie and is not on any album. And they were just like, no one has ever requested that. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it was you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did they play it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the next song uh, uh, that we're going to be talking about is Six Foot Deep, which is another song that I used in a movie. This I did not base a, a movie off of this song, but it is the opening song in um, my movie Black Kiss. And this is the um, song that I actually got in contact with them. And I'm like, hey, can I use this? And they're like, yeah, sure. So... It's it is different. Some of the uh, the last couple songs they 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 sound a little bit different. Like one of them, surfer uh, like uh, "Corpse in a Bed" is going to be like surfery. So, surfery. Yeah. I love the synths. I figured you would. I do. I'm a sucker for synths, but I like the the creepy the creepy synths, mm-hmm. the cheesy creepy synths. Cheesy is not used as a derogatory term in this. I love I love cheesy things. Claps. There's no chugs on this album, just to let you know. I didn't think there would be. <laughs> Of all the of all of the albums that we've gone over, I least expected the chugs in this one. Rereading these lyrics, I really picked a good song for the opening of my vampire movie. <laughs> I don't think that's why I did, but I was like, wow. This chorus is fire. 
It is. It's so catchy. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of their songs have been like extremely catchy. Like I can see these getting stuck in your head very, very easily. They do. <laughs> <laughs> can say from experience, they do. I like the like the rockabilly. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis doesn't use it, but he's a very good guitarist. Like the like the, the 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 music is very you know, um, uh, um, oh that's yeah how to serve man that's not supposed to be on this album, so there we go, uh, <laughs> um, he, he he uses it well. I actually don't remember what I was going to say, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's that gin. It's the gin. And honestly, like I said, it's enough to be loose. I will continue drinking after we record. But I only Damn wrote... you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Not gin. Well, I, I can do gin, but the other gin I have is like very alcohol forward. But if I put enough shit in it, I won't taste it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so thoughts on Six Foot Deep? I like that. Yeah, that, that I used in my movie Black Kiss. Um that is uh, pretty much the opening of the movie is the end of a house party and everyone is pairing off and everything. So we are introduced to the fly. I, you went cross-eyed. I was just like, fly, yes. Um, but uh, everyone's pairing off at the end of the night and that's how the, the protagonist comes across uh, uh, the uh, what ends up, I guess, kind of being the antag. It's a short film, so short films don't necessarily have protags and antags. Um, but the the music playing at the party is uh, supposed to be is uh, six foot deep. So I think that's perfect. That that's really perfect for like the way you led up to that. Yeah, that's that was a good choice. So the next song we have is "The Meek Shall Inherit the Earth." Uh, I think this is them. I think the song is about them. The, the movie them. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure this is about giant bugs. So, yes, I know you're not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of me bugs in general, especially this fly that keeps trying to fly around. You should be dead by now, for Christ's sakes. I know, it's been like two days. Uh-huh. This one does sound very similar to the last song, mm -hmm. like, musically. The bass line is, but then the chorus changes it up. Oh, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that means I now have, though I've never seen the movie Them, I now have two songs in my my catalog that are about the movie Them. <laughs> What's the other one? Them by Misfits. Oh. Good song. Eventually we'll do Misfits. It will probably be American Psycho. I'm just telling you that right now because that was the album that got me into them. Don't worry, you won't have to listen to Danzig. Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> I would do it if you wanted me to. It would be a very short episode because, well, the thing is, like, Misfits only have one album with Danzig, and that's Walk Among Us. Everything else is collections. They never made an album outside of Walk Among Us, and Walk Among Us is, like, 26 minutes long. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, 
American Psycho was like their first album in like 15 years because Walk Among Us came in like 1983 or 1984 around there. They also haven't come out with anything in a while, but the last, last, no, their last album, not good, <laughs> not good. <laughs> Well, don't Danzig and Doyle hate each other? Uh, they do, but they have been recently doing um, festivals. I mean, to be fair, no one really likes Danzig. Everyone just tolerates Danzig. I also like this part, the, the, the background, the clapping almost, for lack of a better term. I hope they tour soon, because I would, I would honestly, I would love to see them live. I, I they haven't t toured in a very long time. Well, didn't you, didn't they just come out with a new album? They did, but they don't do a lot of touring support for their albums. Like, literally, I, like I said, I've seen them twice, and that is literally the two times that they've come to Pittsburgh. If Creature Feature comes to town, I will be sure to text you as second I know. <laughs> Creature Feature tour with Avatar. <laughs> But yeah, that 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 making shell inherit the earth. It's a fun song, I, though. Though I did want to go over like I think it was the third verse because I just as a, someone who likes words and is a writer, I think this is really great. Which the third verse is "Welcome to annihilation, devastation across the nation. Welcome to eternal damnation. A revelation, uh, yeah, revelation, uh, void of salvation. Welcome to extermination, abomination through mutation. Welcome to the aberration, transformation, then liberation." That is actually that is, that's that's very clever. Yeah, <laughs> that's very clever. What it had actually just the fact that everything ends in shun. Yeah, and then the fact that it all works mm -hmm. with each other. That that that's really clever. Yeah, I, I uh, the, Curtis does those. I, I love whenever he does those things. It's the same thing. He's like, I'm the man who's used up, bricked up, uh, like that. It's the same thing, and I love whenever he does that. He does it on a couple other songs, um, too. They, the yeah because like uh it's a dark and stormy night there was one song the the bridge is um they're gonna uh they're gonna have to scrape you off the walls that's even if they find you at all if they find your body at all and i'm like that's so fucking badass <laughs> i think it's house and myth house of myth yeah they do have a lovecraft song on their second one it's like the elder something elder gods so but yeah so the next song we're almost done like i said this is not a deep album we're not <laughs> gonna get really into it um it's not like uh, I see stars last week, so. Uh, yeah. I I mean I texted you and I was just like yeah I see why you don't want to do Emery, and you were just like sorry and I'm like yeah I contributed quite a bit to that as well. <laughs> it wasn't just a, a Chelsea show on that one. I was just I added quite a bit also. <laughs> yeah, I just I I mean I couldn't I, yeah I just couldn't do another Feely album for 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 myself. Like, I've, you know, gotten feely on other albums that, like, Nick has shown me, but, like, just, like, 
super close to the the heart album i could not do it again this season because there was a couple that i've done that i wasn't expecting to get that deep and i did next season next season (laughs) chelsea cries on mic just kidding no i won't (laughs) i won't know what to do I, I mean, know what to do either. I like, mean, I'll probably end up hard. cutting it out because I'll probably get up and hug you. I mean, there's what else am I going to do in that situation? But so uh, the next song, like I said, we only got two more songs. Um, this next song is a corpse in our bed, uh, my bed, uh, and uh, it is very surf rock. I said surfery, which I'm pretty sure is not how you. Yeah, <laughs> I knew what kinda, you meant. Yeah. So they do this opening, like, I can't remember the name of the late night host. He's the one who introduced America to the Beatles. Ed remember. Sullivan. Yeah. That's it's Ed Sullivan. about necrophilia yes well the opening uh the ed sullivan person was uh the line is um uh ladies and gentlemen this next band from los angeles california and they're here to answer the question if uh of our uh, we're all thinking does love truly die this is actually based off a real guy who did this He fell in love with a woman and he, quotation marks, preserved her body and took him, took her home with him. And it was like that for 10 years, I think it was. No one, no one, he, he did a good enough job preserving her body that it didn't rot and everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? But uh, I've seen pictures of her and it does not look like a human anymore. But yeah, he was in love with her, uh. He, he did have sex with her uh, after her death. And then on top of that, there's an age gap because I think he was like in his 50s when she died, uh, when he died, when she died. And she was uh, like early 20s. Of course. Uh-huh. That also reminds me of Little Piece of Heaven by, uh, by Avenged Sevenfold. Also, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you don't know a Little Piece of Heaven. Uh-huh. It's a song about necrophilia where this guy, uh, if I remember correctly, he proposes to proposes to her, and she says no, and then he kills her, and then he. One of the lines is, "I always knew that my little crime would go cold. That's why I got a healer for your thighs." And then, uh, <laughs> and then she comes back, and then she kills him. As is tradition. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> Just to add it off, even if she's skin and bone. <laughs> So yeah, that that like I said, that is based off of a real. I think it happened in Spain. 
in the turn of the 20th century. That happened. I think that's what inspired that. But yeah, it's a little bit more fun than was really happening. I mean, necrophilia is not, I guess. I mean, some people would probably think it's fun. I don't really <laughs> think it's fun. <laughs> I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a good thing. And no, in, in, in practice it's not, but it's fun to hear songs about it. Because, like, now that, like, I mentioned that event Sevenfold song, but, like, I'm thinking on it, and, like, there's a lot of songs in my catalog that are about necrophilia, and I'm just like, what does that say about me? I don't know. I don't know what it does either. That just means that you you, uh, regained some goth card. Yes, from losing, losing it, from not liking the cure, not drinking red wine. And not drinking absinthe, although I do drink some red wine. You do. I mean, you just drank some red wine. It's it is still red wine. It's sweet as fuck, but it's still red wine. Yeah, that's still goth credit. It still looks like blood. Yeah, no one's gonna no one's gonna be like, "Is that dry wine?" <laughs> Let me see your goth card. Let me see your goth card. So uh, we've now come to the end of the album. Uh, like I said, it's not a very long uh, album, but this is um, uh, such horrible things, and it is um, a storytelling song. Um, that is like different than like a song within a concept album. It is it is telling a very specific song, uh, a very specific story, uh, <laughs> about just him being a horrible person. Um, but it's fun because everything Creature Feature does is fun. I like the way this is starting already. I just adore the synths on this album. I figured you would. Yeah, like the the specific kind of synths that are on it, like the silly Halloween Mm -hmm. synths. I like that. They're really good at rhyming things. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, the entire song is that. This is like the making of a serial killer. Uh (laughs) I like the until his memory is forgot.
This reminds me of Voltaire. Yeah. I think it is heavily influenced by Voltaire. Because, yeah, this is a very Voltaire song. Yeah. But it actually reminds me, like, kind of the the song that Voltaire has, When You're Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you read ahead. Yeah. This also has a circusy vibe to it. Yeah. I like creepy circus things. Shocking, I know. I think everyone knows that if they've listened to all the episodes this season. Yeah. <laughs> this is some, like, pretty good, like, Head-banging guitar. Yeah. Like I said, Curtis is a very good guitarist, and he doesn't really get credit just because of the type of band he's in. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the now that I'm 18, I still hate things. Like, just, <laughs> like no, no, uh, no, like detail in that at all. I just hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much, yes. I was just thinking Dexter the yeah. whole time. <laughs> but yeah, so that's gory, uh, such horrible things. And it, it's a good way to close an album, I, I think, because it, it is a little bit different than the rest of the album. It's very, uh, like you said, it's very Voltaire. I never actually thought about that, but I'm like, uh, the little bit of Voltaire I've listened to, I'm like, yeah, that's Voltaire. <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened to that much Voltaire either, although I... That that's another blind spot of mine, um, because I love what I have heard, and like I hear he puts on a great show, and he's also supposed to be like he seems super nice. Um, anytime he comes to Pittsburgh, I just constantly see him like posing pictures with people <laughs> online and just hanging out. But uh, I kind of like that was very circusy, and they started with a really circusy one. So I think I wonder uh, if that was like on purpose. On the tail, yeah, the book ended, yeah, yeah, might be, yeah. I, I mean, I totally see that. 
after we're off mic, I can play Greatest Show on Earth uh, for you, Retur- Returns. Greatest Show on Earth Returns. There we go. I <laughs> fucking put those in wrong order. Uh, but yeah. Return of the Greatest Show on Earth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be a good, yeah. be easier to say. But <laughs> So, thoughts as you're... Uh, your uh, pretty much your first experience with creature feature. They were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They're so much fun. <laughs> I like. I like. I definitely. I know. I said this like a few minutes ago, but I really do want to see them in concert. Like because I like the music, but I just I bet they put on like a hilarious and great show. They do. Uh, the, like I said, the first time I saw them, they had a drummer. They had a drummer touring with them. Um, they if you ever watch the Buried Alive video, they also have um, he's in that video as well. Uh, but the la- second time I saw them, it was just Zach and Curtis. So which makes sense because it's probably cheaper. So probably. <laughs> Especially if they were playing at like places like the Smiling Moose, which is basically just a bar. But yeah, the upstairs is very, very small. We actually recorded a show there because we were thinking about getting it. Like Sinister Dream was thinking about getting into concert recording, and uh, we decided not to do that. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's not a lot of fun. Uh, my my videographer uh, Scott, um, he um, he butted heads with the sound guy quite a bit. Because he was trying to plug into the soundboard, and he's like, you, no. He had to convince the guy to let him plug into the soundboard so he could get, like, good sound for the, the show. But, yeah, it was... Uh, the the cover of the DVD was great, because it was... Uh, the show was called Resurrect This, because it was happening uh, the weekend... I think it was on Good Friday, and the cover art that we came up with was uh, a, a traditional... You'll love this. It was a traditional like uh, resurrection of Jesus picture, but I had the graphic artist uh, put Jesus in corpse paint. <laughs> Turned out really, really well. Uh, no one bought it, but uh, so that was the that was the first and last time we did that. It was it was also just very stressful because we were told we were going to get like X Y Z and we did not. Um, so the Smiling Moose doesn't do shows anymore. So moot point. Yeah, they still do karaoke. Yeah, that's Travis. Yeah. Our, uh, the, our wedding DJ and my coworker. Uh, and I doubt best, he's listening. The best karaoke DJ in Pittsburgh. But so uh, yeah, yeah, that was creature feature, and I that was that was so good. <laughs> I I I, uh, I will agree, completely agree with your description of them just being Halloween. Mm-hmm. And their other albums are good. Like uh, Darkest Story Night is really, really good. American Gothic didn't click with me as much, uh, but like a, a dar- a, it's a Darkest Story Night is fantastic. Um, and the the title track is the first track once again. I don't think they do that on American Gothic, but I I, I would have to listen to American Gothic again. Um, but yeah, they're they're fantastic. You should check them out. They're definitely on, they're on like Spotify and everything. So except for that one song, sometimes sometimes aim for the head is uh, look to the skies is also sometimes on and off. Like I, that was like my biggest concern uh, with this is like I had to keep checking to make sure that it didn't go away because that would have been awkward if we were sitting down to record and I'm like and we uh, there's not one song that we're not gonna be able to listen to. Could have tried YouTube. That's true. I, I thought about that too. Um, I just didn't want to have to leave Apple Music, the the Apple Music app, because it's just it's a pain in the ass. I would have just made you riff drunkenly. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so Chelsea, what are we listening to next week? Next week we are listening to "Take It Like a Man" by Butcher Babies. And I'm very excited for it. Even though we already recorded. We recorded it. <laughs> it's a good episode, everyone. You it should listen. Re- it is a good episode. Yeah, we recorded these out of order so we could drink. So, uh, 
and I have to say, turned out great. Yeah, I had a blast, and not just because I was drinking, but <laughs> the the wine and the, the music and the company. It was a, this is a good episode. Yeah. So uh, I feel like we should try to make this a tradition every season. We'll pick an album that, like, we don't have to worry about your feels. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll drink. Because I, I feel like this should be, like, a, um, a seasonal tradition. Because this this was a lot of fun. Next time I'm bringing more than one drink, though, upstairs with me. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking that. I was like, can we, like, pause and go get more wine? <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're wrapping up. So yeah. we, could, we could just go down and have more wine. We also have Chinese food waiting for us. Yes. So uh, it's it's going to be a good night. It's a very Jewish night of Manischewitz and Chinese food. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, yeah, next week, uh, Butcher Babies. Uh, And like I said, we already recorded it. It's a really good episode. uh, And um, I I won't ruin what I said about it uh, just because, uh, uh, you know, you should listen listen to it. You should listen to it. But it's a a really good episode. It's a lot of fun. And um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we will see you next week. And once again, uh, I am your host, Chelsea Andrews. And I am your other host, Nick Kazina. And we are reminding you that there's no wrong way to enjoy music. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to Modern Mythos Network.